Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Somehow we are back. We finally did it again. Our schedules finally meshed. We did. We came together like ships that just crashed into each other in the night. Uh, But great to see you, Lisa. Yeah, nice to uh, have you here. And we we are, uh, for anybody who cares... Uh, we're recording at Lisa's domicile again this time. I'm going to be going to give a speech tonight, and this turns out to be really convenient because I can just head right down the road, and uh, the speech is... Have you ever been to the Seattle Yacht Club? I don't think I'm allowed to be at the Seattle Yacht Club. I wouldn't be. How, would, how did you even get in? Well, it's because I... <laughs> well, I'm a speaker. That's a big deal. Isn't that a big deal? The mucky mucks are all there. Yeah, and there's, yeah it's I mean, nice it's yachts. Enough. Think of who owns a yacht. Yeah, there's not an Enumclaw Yacht Club, as far as I know. No. Uh, it, it's it's nice. It, to me, it's a kind of a stodgy, silly sort of thing. What do you mean, stodgy? Well, it's kind of a throwback. Do you think it's see, like... Um, I don't see any younger people there. Usually. Like Thurston Howell type people yes. from Gilligan's. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. Yes, and come in, lobby. Yes, let's get aboard the <laughs> the minnow, oh shall we? Yeah, it's sort of. Like, it seems like that. That's probably unfair, but I I don't know. I don't see any whippersnappers or people. Or no, youngsters no who, would know, who would know what the word whippersnapper meant. No, for no people with tattoos are really hanging no. out there. Well, sailors. Oh, that's right. Have tattoos, right. but the, 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 no, these aren't tattoo people. These are people that enjoy dressing up in Commodore outfits. You yeah. Know? Are you going to wear like a sort of a sailor thing tonight? No. I, you've got a nice shirt and pants. I on. wish I'd thought of it. I would. Wouldn't that be yeah. great? Maybe I have a little sailor outfit. It might be for girls, but would you wear it? Oh, sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to do my Popeye impression for them tonight. I'm sure that'll go over well. What are you speaking about? Um, well, here's the thing. It's some kind of a marketing and, and communications group. And uh, a guy gets a hold of me about a week ago and he says, Pat, you got to do us a big favor. Uh, the speaker they had scheduled fell through. And now they're desperate. <laughs> That's a great thing to hear, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, thank you. That's <laughs> you're good. like the bottom yeah. of the cookie jar. T- we thought of you. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I'm. I can't, I'm have trouble saying no. People tell me, I know you do. Don't don't agree to do anything. What's the budget? Do they have a fee? Yes. Uh, so no, no. Of course, it's it. There's no fee. It's pro bono. But uh, you know, there'll be a lot of people, a lot of influential people there. You know, they always. Give me that Networking. routine. I've been doing this long yeah. enough. No, I'm not going to meet any influential if people. If they were so desperate to ask you to come speak, there's probably nobody there that's going to really want to hire you for anything, right? No, no. And that's okay. You know, I don't mind going and people get a few yucks and I move on. But last night, uh, and, and this is a 45-minute speech, so it takes some preparation, you know. I, right. don't, I, I don't reinvent the wheel every time, but I customize it for the particular group. So last night, I get a, a call from a, a guy that wants me to... I've told him a couple of the jokes I'm going to do because I want to know about the group and who can I make fun of. and who. So he calls me last night and he said, you know what, I've been thinking about it, and I maybe you shouldn't do that one thing. 
And I said, really? Because it's a, it's a killer. It, it, it's, it's like, you know, you have a couple of Right, there of are bullets no fail. In your bandolero. You only know you got a couple, but they're, they never fail. And this one, he, so he wants me to drop something that I know. I mean, I could, speak, I could speak to a nunnery, and it would be fine. Nobody would be offended. But he thought, yeah, boy, if you would, maybe if you just drop that. You know what, Pat? So now I'm nervous because I've got some other things that are far more incendiary than that. Well, not that not that anything I do is that out, out there. But now I'm thinking, geez, I better drop that, and I better not do this. And now all of a sudden my 40, 45-minute speech is like five minutes, I mean, if I drop all this stuff, and I got some videos I'm going to play. Better not play that video. No, that won't. Excuse me. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if that was audible on, uh, wow, did you on hear that? the podcast, but we heard a big clap of thunder yeah, out big there. Clap of thunder. So two things occur to me. Yeah. And you know, I always have an opinion. A, what, how much are they paying you again? Yeah. Well, you're right. You're you're saying exactly and, what and, my wife and said. And yeah. how far down the list of people they asked were you? Yeah, you're so right. So they should just take what they get. Yeah. No. And you're right. And, do and it. I've kind of come. No. They. I've come you to have that. To do it. But here's the thing. No, I mean you have to do the joke. Yeah, and, and I. Are you, you know, gonna? Between you and me, I will. But okay. But so I look up the the particulars of this group, and it says that in order to belong to this particular marketing organization, you need to have been a marketing or communications or advertising or public relations professional. For a minimum of 20, 25 years. Wow. Just to get in. Wow. So that tells me immediately, these are old farts. Sure. They're, 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 yeah. These people are going to be more easily offended, Oh, I think, than younger. And they confirmed that for me later. I said, yeah, some of these people, uh, you know, I find that the younger, vibrant people, they don't belong to organizations. Uh, like this. These are the organizations that old lions belong to that want to talk about back when we were doing them advertising we didn't have this social media and all these mobile phones and all that kind of wriggle. We used skywriting and that was good enough. For us. So I'm thinking I'm going to, to this bunch of long-toothed people that uh, are going to just think, and not that, I, you know, I'm old myself. Well, but I was going to mention, isn't there a Seattle radio group called the, yeah, there the is. Old Farts Club? Yes, there is. And, yeah, I saw a big group of picture of them you did? on Facebook, yeah. and they said you didn't come. I was there. Oh, you were there. Were you taking the picture? <laughs> no, I split. I split oh, okay. early. I had but to, that's to go the, same, the same deal. Yeah, but, I mean, these guys, the the rank and file of this of that club, you're just mentioned is 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 old. fairy tales can come true it can happen to you if you're young at heart and somehow i got in in i don't want to go into the whole story you're, you're a junior member of so i don't group. know anybody you're there probably the youngest guy there i probably am which makes me feel pretty good okay. but you're young at heart but I don't know anybody there. I can't share war stories with them because I, I don't. I wasn't doing radio when they were doing radio. So you can laugh when your dreams fall apart at the seams. Back to this speech I got to give tonight. I'm. I get what you're saying. I. I think I should either just go balls to the walls and say you like it or lump it. This is the deal. This is what you're getting. And when I'm done, I'll be in my car and down the road. Arrivederci. Or or my the other part of me is a an inveterate pleaser. This is the way I, I grew up. I know you are. This I is know. my Catholic upbringing, I think. Yeah. And so I don't want anybody to be disappointed. Right. Um, Jay Leno has this rule of ten, I think, uh, and he is famously a nice guy in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And so his rule of ten is that if you are nice to to somebody, they're going to tell at least ten other people. Gosh, he's a nice guy. What I've, a nice guy. I've told nine people what a nice guy you are. Well, I'm not I trying to got, be a, a I haven't nice... gotten to ten yet. I know, but I'm not <laughs> trying to be a nice guy, but I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe there is something to to being nice. But on the other hand, I think they may say you're a nice guy, but they, but beyond that, they wouldn't say, I don't really remember much about him. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything, because you, you don't do anything outrageous, memorable, you know, 
perhaps that's the flip side of being a nice guy. As they say in baseball, nice guys finish last. Wouldn't it be nice if we bumper sticker you know probably that says um, well-behaved women yeah. rarely make history mm-hmm. do you want to make history tonight <laughs> i think you should make history at the yacht club tonight why not <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't have that many turns around the, the you know the turnstile uh left um yeah not, i can see what you're saying fr- i mean so i might as well it's like um, yeah, you don't want to be. You know who did, who said this? Something about oh, I know it was Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, he said, "I don't have a bucket list. I have a word that rhymes with a list now." And I, it's like <laughs> I, I don't care. I mean, I, you know, if people want to get all their, you know, not in their bonnet or however that go, expression goes, let them. I mean, I don't have anything to prove it's to anybody, you know. And so maybe that's the way I should start looking at things right now. Not everybody's gonna like us. No. Um, and I when I and, and, and when I'm giving a speech, I don't know about you, when you speak in front of a group, do your eyes gravitate to the one person yes, that looks like they are having the worst time? Yeah. Everybody else can be uproariously happy, and but you look at I'm the one st- person and I'm playing to that one person. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I have got to get this person to just react to me, yeah. respond to me. Uh, it just it doesn't that drive you nuts. It does. And and I wish I would, you know, would not do that. I mean, I think uh, big-time performers, uh, they must just get inured to that. And and it's not like I, when I see it, I stop the show and I go, oh, wait a minute, uh, hang on a second. What's wrong? Uh, excuse me, you, sir, right there with the mustache. And the frown. I'm sorry, ma'am, you with the mustache. <laughs> what's wrong? You seem displeased with what I'm saying. What, what What's the problem? And I want to single them out. <clears throat> But, I mean, you just, you got to move on. And you don't know, maybe their dog just got run over or something like that. You don't or know. Or they got in a fight with their <clears throat> husband or their wife on the way there. Or maybe you really suck. Yeah, maybe they just hate you. Yeah. It could yeah, be that, too. Yeah. So. Because there's no there's nothing any of us can do to make everybody like you. No. It just. So I say, do the joke tonight. You know it's going to be, okay. it's going to go over. Here's Here's the other thing I sort of uh, weigh on these situations is the percentage is if you think that if just one person's going to be offended, then that's not enough. If 99% of them were going to be offended, yeah. then then it's worth taking a second look at it. Well, the other but, thing is that people will compare notes. I mean, they say, yeah, you know, and they said, well, um, somebody that may have thought you were just fine might, might be persuaded otherwise when they when they talk later and Dolores says, I thought it was horrible. It was offensive when he did that one joke, which I know Larry told him not to do, and he did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The more I think about it, I thought he sucked. I'm glad he'll never be back again. The other problem with this thing is that this marketing, and it's one of those business groups that um, I think is used to people of gravity speaking to them. So very they want, serious and uh, formal. I believe that in order to correctly brand a customer, we need to target the core audience, blah, 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 blah. That's what they're looking for. Yawn. That's what I'm thinking. And I don't have any of that. Mine's, my stuff's all BS, silliness. I mean... It, it it it's more of a parody of that kind of speaker. So this, and if they're either going to get it or they're going to think this guy's this, making fun of us. Is this a dinner or is it a meeting? It's a dinner. Oh, okay. So if it's a dinner, then mm, the, the, probably fish at the yacht club. <laughs> yeah, and there's drinking happening. Yeah, they'll be drinking. So beforehand. you know what? It's supposed to be entertaining. If it were a meeting. And people were paying to learn something. Well, they are paying. <laughs> they, they wouldn't hire you. No, they're no, they wouldn't the, hire me. But they, they're paying they, for the dinner. Yeah, but they they are dinner. there to learn yeah. something. That's why they go to these groups. They want to learn something. They want, well, you know, what you, what's the buzzword? Ta- they want to take away. Well, what are you uh, going to teach them? I'm going to teach them that they better gym? not. They better <laughs> they better move a little quicker if their original speaker cancels on them. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I find it interesting. Or just cancel the meeting. It's a marketing group and it's at the yacht club and they can't even pay you like 10 bucks to speak well i get the hell well here's my here's the reason i was induced into doing it 
uh, I am uh, working on a TV show, uh, a sketch comedy show called The 206. Uh, as a result, oh, I see where you're going. Even right more now. so, I want to try and solicit funding, more funding for the show. Advertisers. So they you said, you know, you, you'll get in front of a lot of people that yeah. uh, that have clients that could be advertisers. Yeah, forget what I said. You better not do that joke. Really? I well, just, I don't think, if I believed that I would really get somewhere with the advertising and the funding uh, out of this thing, I, if I even remotely really believed that, I would, I would step very carefully. But I don't think it's going to happen. You're kind of auditioning for them tonight. Kind if of. If you think yeah, about it. Yeah. So maybe you better, I don't know now. Now I don't know. You're going to have to text me right before you go on stage and tell me what you're going to do so I know. Okay. Well, here's one thing that I've decided I'm going to drop, which is too bad because it is my big finish. <laughs> is it the same big finish you always use? I think I know it. No, it's it's the one where I go, I'm finished. Is that the one you're thinking of? No, no, of? no. It's oh. a different one. So what is it? Are you going to tell me? Uh, it, I Years ago on Almost Live, I did this bit where the premise was that there, uh, it, it just you know when you have kids, you will you think well, there are certain things that you know are safe for kids to experience. You know that in this tawdry world of of uh, dirty words and nasty talk and nasty TV shows, nasty TV shows and, and media dirty and lyrics stuff like, and songs, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff that you know as a parent, especially a goody two shoes type of parent. Uh, that I can put my kids in front of the TV with a Disney film, and there's never going to be an issue. It's super califragilistic, expialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. Sure, it's that sounds reasonable. wholesome and as good as kids can possibly be. And then at the time, this is some years ago, there was a story that came out that the movie The Rescuers... Uh, had a somebody discovered that there was one frame uh, of a scene in which you could see a woman's teeth, her bare teeth. Is uh, the Rescuers a um, uh, it's an animated? An, it's an animated film. So yeah. somebody drew in a boob. So some disgruntled <laughs> animator apparently drew in a boob. <laughs> And and, and it was only in that. one frame, so I'm thinking, who in the world, I don't think you could perceive something in one frame, because it's like 24, 30 seconds. No, don't they have uh, people go through Disney films one frame at a time to find this stuff? I guess so. Because there's Easter eggs hidden, there's there's all sorts of nasty stuff apparently in Disney films. Well, that's what they say. That's what they say. So that was the premise of my bit, which was that, you know, I thought, well, this can't possibly be true, and then... I decided to take a closer look at some of these films myself, and you'll be shocked at what I discovered. And so it's this silly parody of, you know, I show um, what would be a oh, good Oh, so you example. have a video that goes with this. Yeah, I have oh, a video that, okay. I, uh, that I comment on. I, Pinocchio, <laughs> there's a scene from Pinocchio. There's a scene from Lady and the Tramp. Uh, there, You know, there's a, like, like Tramp, the dog, the male dog rolls over, and then I say, now freeze it right there. And then you can see... He clearly has no genitalia. So I'm saying, okay, what's going on here? Is this movie actually Lady and the Other Lady? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I think it has been mistitled. You know, and we go through all these other things. And then it ends with this outrageous thing uh, where Tinkerbell in the Peter Pan movie is gets stuck in a keyhole. And I edit it in oh. such a way that she's trying to work her way out of the keyhole. It appears like she's... <clears throat> Well, yeah. you know, dry humping sure, the keyhole. Uh, the keyhole. Very and clever. and then I then I add Barry White music to make it even more toxic. <laughs> oh, and uh, so that's the bit. And it's like I'm outraged and, and shouldn't you be outraged too? It's purely silly and it just it it's to demonstrate how so-called obscenity and that sort of stuff is all in your own mind and you know that kind of stuff. Now, why are but you I'm gonna, think, why are you dumping this? Because that I'm thinking funny. that 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 if they don't understand the satirical purpose of it or they don't that they'll take it that they take it literally and then they might be offended. I, I don't know, but I'm thinking just because they wanted to remove that original joke, which was so innocuous. Can you tell that one so I know what you're talking about? You it's, nothing. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's 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 nothing. It's in. 
well, I'll tell you, it's in a, it's in this fake letter that I do at the beginning of oh, my I've remarks. Heard, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're doing. And then so I ask, I try to single out one person in the group, a real name of somebody that is a blabbermouth. And so then when I read this fake letter, supposedly the person who's approving me to be the speaker tonight, I'll put things in there like our original speaker canceled, as you know. Man, you know what? I lie awake nights now just sick that that speaker canceled and that we had to settle for you. But I got to get over it, and so just do the best you can. And then they say, and once you get up there at the podium and start speaking, don't babble on and on. We have... And then I, I put it. then I put the name in there <clears throat> right. to do that. Got it. Well, the guy that I, whose name I put in there now is getting cold feet about it. He, I don't know. They might they might make think I really am a babbler or something like that. Well, oh, so we, the guy even know it's not your. Yeah, I, I so I clear it with people. I make sure <laughs> oh. everybody they're cool with it because I don't want to surprise just somebody. A blind side. And the guy guy just found out that his wife left him that day, and he's he, he'll run out of the room weeping. Or something. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. want everybody to sign off on these little innocuous things. You know, I've never had a problem before, and now this tonight. So that the only reason I'm mentioning it is because now I'm thinking, well, if that bothers them, what else might there be? What other landmines might I be throwing out? <sighs> well, there I'm back people? to my original opinion, and that's just keep all that crap in there. I have to because otherwise I have no speech, yeah. and, and I have no time left that's to rewrite right. it. And so. then just make sure you have your car keys in your hand. <laughs> yeah. When you, in fact, when I'm going to keep the car running. When the video yeah. stops, that way you can just make yeah. a quick escape. I'll go, hey, what's that behind you? <laughs> and then I'm gone. Well, when I left uh, the house today to come over to your beautiful home, which is so comfortable, I wish people had a sense of it. I don't know if well, you can... Well, we should just invite them all over. We should. I'm kind of lonely sometimes. Yeah, I, you should all come over, but... And, and and I don't think it'll be audible, although you worry about this. And even if it was, you have a babbling creek. It does babble. There's the word babble again. But you have a creek that sounds... You were Isn't afraid it pretty? Of, you Isn't... were afraid it would sound like we were in a hot tub. <laughs> And well, so what if we were in a hot tub? Well, I was doing a sound test earlier, and I have have all the doors open. We're sitting in what's like, what I call the garden room, which sits, sits right out back. And then, yeah, with the door open, you can hear the creek gurgling uh, through the water or through the, the rocks. It's a very pretty sound. Oh, it's very it is. restful yeah. and peaceful, and it's you know nice those... to read out there. And then I listened back, yeah. and I could hear it, and I thought... That's going to sound like Pat and I are sitting in the hot tub. If we well, people sh- shouldn't shut the expect door. us to sound like we're in a radio studio. We sh- we've recorded these outdoors before. We've been in parks and back porches. And so mm-hmm. I, I think a little ambient noise is nice. It's better than my place where we hear airplane noise and cows mooing and uh, lawn mowing equipment and all that kind of stuff half the time. We don't care. We don't care. Yeah, as long as we can basically cut through, we're okay. We're good. Tiny bubbles. But before I came here, as I was going to mention, there was a a little crisis at our house. It always seems like every time I'm getting ready to leave, something happens. And so I've, I've heard that you go through that a lot. Yeah. So I'm. Your just, wife tells me that you always no, something always comes up. For well, you. it's it. I'm notoriously late. I and mean, then you forget something, and then you're in your car and you have to get out and get it again. And, and, and then I, you get back in your car and you've forgotten something else. Yeah, what's, I do, ro- what's wrong with? I that do that. Deal? I'll go down the driveway and I'll and then she'll see me coming back. If I don't come back, she'll say what's wrong because I always <laughs> come back and I say I forgot my phone. I, I forgot this. Um, uh, my, I forgot to wear pants. You know, it's it's always something with me, and it, it's terrible. It's not funny, really, I'm in, sorry. in real practice no, because it's, it's not funny. It's, but it's awful. It is awful, and I hate. And so one of my resolutions that I just can't keep. I try to not do it anymore, but anyway, so I get ready to leave, and this time I've got the right clothes on. She thanks for this speech tonight, which in hindsight now, I I don't know what I should be wearing. Um, you look fine. I mean, if there are a bunch of old, puffy, stiff, stodgy gold guys, then A, ask if any of them are single for yeah, me. Yeah, okay. And then B, <laughs> um, you know, you don't want to, you look perfectly respectable. 
You won't offend. It's a very you know, crisp shirt on. You know what? Gray be, slacks. You know what would be better yet is if the crowd, if there was a like a thousand people there, that would be great. I've told yeah, you it's this before. Better. The always bigger better the crowd, the less butterflies I have. Always it's, better. To it's play like the opposite of what you would think. But so this is a group of maybe sixty people. So it's smallish. This will be a time when you will focus on particular people. You can't help it. I had a um, really wonderful opportunity, and it wasn't when you and I were on the air together. We were at different radio stations, but I had an opportunity to host the um, sing-along sound of music, which you know the sound. At the Fifth Avenue. You call call it the sound of the music. Yes. It's my favorite movie. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, it was at the Fifth Avenue Theater, so I was actually hosting that, and there was a... um, really fun costume contest ahead of time and a comedian came on and I got to host it and the fifth avenue theater is huge I don't know how many people it seats 2000 exactly it was filled yeah and somebody backstage said oh my god have you seen all those people aren't you nervous to go out there by yourself and I said not at all this is super simple yeah well and you know when you go on a theater you can't see past the first row or two anybody Um, but also, there's that crowd mentality that if you can get a few people laughing, it's pretty contagious. But mm-hmm. you're right. The small groups are very intimidating. By the same token, if you can get a few people sneezing, that's contagious as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was fun. That was one of the biggest crowds I'd ever Well, it's funny you'd mention of. that place because not, not to say, well, what about me? But that's where I did that play a few years ago. Yeah. Five or six. And Love so, letters, so I right? knew that. No, it was uh, "Hello Dolly." That's right. Hello, Dolly. And I remember that uh, it had two thousand people in it. Yeah, I think I've told you this story before. So it's opening night, and I go out there, and my and they have this stage kind of thrust out into the audience a little bit, and that's where I have to go out near the beginning of the play and give this big long speech. So I go out there. And uh, it's not a, a part of the regular stage, so it's kind of a manufactured, temporary thing. And I get out there, and I notice as I'm beginning my speech that it feels like we're having a little earthquake or something, because this, this stage is wobbling, shaking a bit. I feel the room swaying. By the way, it's starting to rain pretty hard here where we are. Good thing we are as outside. We are doing this. Yeah, we were going to set I was going to set everything outside and... I like summer storms, though, don't you? Yeah. I do like a yeah. nice summer storm. Johnny Rivers. Summer rain taps at my window. West wind soft as a sweet dream. And I, uh, and so I'm thinking, what the heck is going on with this stage? Even as I'm delivering my lines, I'm thinking. So I look down towards my feet, and I can see my knees are going like castanets. Oh. It was me shaking, not oh. the stage. I didn't, ex- I didn't think I'd be nervous, but I was. So it can be pretty intimidating. Yeah. It's a big crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, we, and they're there. They paid a lot of money to be at this theater. Right. So You better deliver. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't think about it, you're fine. Like tonight, this speech I'm going to give, uh, these people are pay- Oh, wait a minute. They're not paying me anything. They're not paying you a thing. <sighs> It'll be a piece yeah. of cake. You'll be fine. So I was about to say, before I came, there's a little mini crisis in our... There's always this thing. When you live out on a farm like we do, on this five-acre place, there's animals out there, and wild animals, and I'm getting oh, ready to leave. Is it a bad story? My wife's standing on the front porch, and she's holding something, no, and she's God, tearful. No, I can't take this. I know. Well, it always Why happens. You guys, you guys need to move to the city and get a damn condominium. So that you don't have these yeah. little dead bunnies and dead birdies and dead ducks and dead chicks. How, it's a bunny in this case. Every day something gets eaten the, on the, your the property. Bunny, the bunny's alive, uh, but <sighs> it's it's in a uh, it's in a in a moribund state, possibly. But but there is a place out there that we've taken these injured animals to, and they uh, rehab them, and they're very successful at it. And they say, so, here come the Cashmans again. Yeah, here they what come are, again. What do they have in the shoebox this time? And it's in somebody's house. Yeah. It's amazing. You go in this house. It's kind of a little bit dark in there, and so your eyes adjust to the gloom. And I'm looking around, and I'll never forget. I thought, oh, my God, look at that. There is a gigantic stuffed owl sitting in the corner. And then I look in the other corner. There's another gigantic stuffed owl sitting. And all three, four corners of the house, there are these... Stuffed owls that then whose heads suddenly turn 
and look around, and they're not, they're live owls, big owls in this house. Our like owls two, aren't supposed to be inside. Well, they're getting rehabbed in there. Oh, I see. Got it. And that's why they're keeping the lights wow. low, I'm sure. But it was, it's Can't amazing. Can't you your eyes out with the claws, though? Probably. Probably. That's kind of scary. Yeah. But they're, you know, they, they apparently are smart enough to know that these people are trying to help me. And I don't need to mess anybody up. And plus, they're giving me probably live mice or whatever I eat. Uh, so, But anyway, uh, so that's where the little bunny went. <clears throat> Today, but you dropped think, another... We think one, uh, one of our cats got it or wh- whatever. The problem with little bunnies is they're little. Then they're not fast. No. They're not equipped to get nothing away from that, anything. Nothing it's, that's little is fast. Once you get to be a bigger bunny, then you got wheels and you can get, you can get out of there. Right. But, uh, I think that's why bunnies have so many other bunnies is because they don't figure they're all going get, right. to get through. But anyway, so <clears throat> anyway, this, this idea of bunnies and i've told you before that i uh will rescue spiders in my house and uh i will make an exception for flies too. but uh just about every animal i i'm so empathetic about and i thought about this the other day that when i was a kid uh if a, like another a neighbor kid said yeah our dog died i'd go oh that's too bad hey let's go let's go ride bikes you know i wouldn't think about it that mm-hmm. much but as i got older and now i got a pets of my on my own and i have an appreciation for animals it tears me up every like that little bunny i mean i hated to leave my wife Mm -hmm. today um uh, dogs you know people if people tell me their dog died Mm -hmm. i stop and i'm you know it's it's of major interest to me i know and sympathy and my brother said to me one day he said you know when my dog died a few years ago he said i mourned that animal so hard that i realized i didn't feel this bad when our own parents died Mm -hmm. and i think he's probably wrong about that but um i i thought about it and i thought well i think one of the reasons for that if it's true is that even though we love our parents we have ambivalence about them there are issues in most cases of some kind there's some sort of history with them there are times when you don't like them you know and Mm -hmm. you get over it or you don't but uh, but with a, with an animal like a like a dog or a cat, well, what you know, maybe they poop on the floor or something, but they don't willfully do anything to disappoint you. They they give you unconditional love. They don't usually lip off to you. So I told my brother, think of it like this: When's the last time, mom, you got in trouble and mom said to you, "You just wait till your dog gets home." <laughs> you know. We're not afraid of our animals. We love our animals. Yeah. They, there's no issues with them. And I, and I think we have less time with them, too. Yeah, and so, we know it. So there's that um, sense of we didn't get to keep loving them for as long as we wanted. After a while, maybe, you know, your parents have been around for a while. Yeah. You know, they've been around, like, what, four times longer than your dog will be around. Five times. Yeah. Whatever. So. And you see, and you have to go sometimes through a long decline with them Mm -hmm. uh, that can be painful. and, and, And so sometimes you feel a sense of relief, especially if they've gone through a long siege of health issues. Which, of course, brings us to the thing that uh, happened while you and I, since we last saw each other, and that was this Cecil or Cecil the Lion story, uh, which uh, everybody knows by now is this dentist uh, who went on this uh, safari and uh, killed this lion that uh, they lured apparently off of a sanctuary. Yeah, I, you know what? I just want to let you know, I have not, um, I've purposely not listened to the story. Every time it comes on, I turn it off. I haven't read anything about it. Really? Nothing at all? No, I know it was a dentist. I know it was a lion. And I know people are outraged. And I can't quite bring myself to um, Yeah, well, I don't know, blame you. To know the details. That's and, why people are outraged. This happened at Zimbabwe National Park. And I won't give you a lot of details because people already know them anyway. But I, but I would, in the midst of all that outrage, uh, I do see... Uh, the rightful uh, point of other people who say, uh, why why aren't people similarly outraged uh, about the human suffering in Zimbabwe, for example, or elsewhere around the world? Uh, it it we, is an interesting observation that people, yeah, 
people are more outraged by animal abuse than child abuse. They, they really are. Yeah, and I, there's really nothing more to say about it than that. There, And there's also part of me, and this might be unbelievable to some people, I feel sorry for that dentist. That guy well, didn't I... know, had no idea what was lying in store for him when he did this thing. And I I'm sure somebody, he would love to I, take it back. His professional life oh, sure. is ruined. It's done. Unless he treats other hunters' teeth. You'll probably have lots of yeah. business there. I don't know. I did catch one quick story before I made it to the TV with somebody had spray-painted on his house. Yeah. They have his address. Yeah. And you know what? He's, he's, and he's and had hate, to close his business down. And I hate to say that, but I, I, I'm like, well... <laughs> Yeah, you should have thought about that before you went and killed a magnificent beast. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem for both you and me is that we cannot appreciate the mentality of that kind of culture that where a guy, and he, believe me, he's got a lot of friends and brethren that are down with that as well. I remember mm -hmm. doing, a, doing some commercials with uh, a pair of brothers that run a... Uh, that run a uh, an auto group, and so and and so we, I was going to interview them, and it was going to be early morning, and it, and it was supposed to be a humorous interview, and it was going to be part of an advertising package. And the agency guy said, "You know what? Uh, when they get here to my, we were shooting at this guy's house. When we get there, uh, when they arrive, I'm going to give them a bunch of whiskey and stuff because I'm going to loosen these guys up, and they're used." I said, "Are they used?" This was nine in the morning. These guys are going to be okay with knocking back some Jack Daniels. He says, "Oh yeah, yeah, these guys, these are, these guys are way out there." So they were in a hurry to get this interview of mine done because they were going to get on a plane later that morning to fly to Venezuela, I think, or some South American country where they were going to go hunting oh. a wild boar or something, and 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 that. That's their world. They have lion heads in their houses. They have gazelles and cheetahs and moose and all this sort of stuff. And this is their world. And they think it, of it as high sport. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and they would be impervious to the argument that, well, how can that be sport when you have... It's like you're playing a basketball game. You've got all the tall guys. You've got you're the only one who has the ball, and uh, you're playing against uh, a little kid who's uh, eight mm -hmm. years old, and uh, but you think it's a sport. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's almost analogous to that. I mm -hmm. mean, because they you've got guns and all these weapons and what well, you know. But that's uh, that's a pointless argument against somebody who grew up in that culture. Their dad was a hunter, his dad, and this is what they do. I mean, I, I can't even get down with deer hunting, and I know a lot of people love to do that. And it's this whole thing about, well, I only hunt for food and all mm -hmm. this. Kind of, and then you ought to go find out how what they do to chickens mm -hmm. and, and, and the cows that you so readily eat mm -hmm. before you start preaching to me about, about hunting. And mm -hmm. I get all of that. But, man, it hurts your heart when you hear mm -hmm. a story like that. And it, it's uh, somebody compared it to if somebody gunned down lassie in this country mm -hmm. it, that's how the zimbabweans mm -hmm. felt about this this lion it mm -hmm. was more than just uh an animal on a reserve it was part of their national <clears throat> iconic culture well this argument obviously is not new there was if you remember um the indians uh the indian tribes uh, protecting their right to to go whaling mm -hmm. and, and the cause boy know. That was just heartbreaking um, yeah. to to see whales being harpooned and killed and and <clears throat> I yeah, just I guess if they were saying our culture we kill an ant right once a year right well okay but yeah. but when they when it's a creature more like us that right that's a mammal that mm -hmm. has an intelligence that we can relate to and their size is appropriate to our I don't know that there, there are differences rightfully or wrongfully mm -hmm. but. Uh, we we don't we don't weigh everything the same because it doesn't always seem the same to us. Yeah, I don't feel sorry for him at all. Mm. You, you know. Ultimately, I don't me, either. But it just makes me cry to think. This is why I didn't even want to read the story or or look at 
the news. It just, it's, it's that sort of thing just stays with me. It's just, yeah. and there's nothing you can do to soothe it. The only thing I can think of is that it, I hope that it was quick and that it he didn't, and that he didn't but suffer. You but you didn't read the story. I don't want to so know. It won't help you to know. That. I don't want to know. That is yeah. just really heartbreaking to me. Yeah, it is. It is so I'm, terribly heartbreaking. But if there's anything good to come out of it, Lisa, there's at least now some really big public awareness of good. this. Good, I'm glad, and, and I uh, don't feel I don't feel sorry for him at all. I'm I, and I, it just sounds very cold and mean to say that, but I hope he suffers. I hope he suffers a lot. I hope his business suffers. I hope he has to go into hiding. I doubt this will change how he feels about his sport. I doubt it. But I still hope that he, I hope he gets some pain from this. Well, I'm sure he is having plenty of pain. Uh, on the flip side, the dentist I used to go to had pictures of lions and bears and things up in his office. But that was because these were all animals that he went and did dental work on with the Woodland Park Zoo. He, they really they would uh, sedate them and then he would. He would go and fix, you know, give them root canals and just like they would humans and yeah. stuff. And he was really proud of that. So, mm. so for every uh, for every guy with a gun, there's a guy with a uh, a dental drill. Yeah, I guess that's trying to trying to do good. <clears throat> Sorry, I brought it up. It's okay. It's that's one of the reasons I was trying to avoid it. I just uh, and and I find myself on Facebook. I have to be very careful on the feed. You know, when mm -hmm. you're scrolling down? Yeah. Because I don't want to see animal abuse stories. I don't want to see any of these horrible animal stories. And if I, so I've trained myself to be really careful when I'm scrolling. And if I even see the hint of an animal, I scroll past it. I don't, I can't see it because I won't, I will never sleep if I read all this stuff. I just won't sleep. It affects me too much. I can't do it. Do you remember, I was the worst newscaster ever. Yeah, uh, on your show. No, you weren't. You yes, were a good I news guy, but you were so empathetic. <clears throat> because the, I remember one of the big stories going on at that time was um, the the donkey um, Posado. Posado, the donkey, yeah. and I am thinking, do I really have to read this? I can't read this. And I would try to leave it out, and then the news editor would come in and go, "I, no I noticed you the, you didn't do the top story," and I go, "I can't." I can't do it, and I don't yeah. think people want to hear this. I know I don't want to hear it. Well, if I were listening to our show, I would tune out right away because I'm like la 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 la. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I guess I guess the counter argument would be that because we publicize things like that tragedy, uh, it, it generated public attention uh, and and public money to having these this uh, safe haven, Posado safe haven, yeah, where other abused animals. Uh, had a place to go, and so ultimately, good comes of it. But uh, good sometimes only comes from pain. And, uh, and you know, I the um, world has plenty of it. I rescued um, Quince, my little cocker spaniel. Yep. Whom you've fallen in love with? Oh man, God, you are little buddies with him now. What a it's dog! Like, it's all hugs and kisses for him, and then you just walk in and sit down for him. Yeah, and then none was, for me. Then when I came in today, I was putting my pair. I had a pair of reading glasses, and I was putting them on his stubby tail yeah. as if his tail would be the nose <laughs> and he 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 uh made a sound he yelped he didn't like it it, yeah, it he offended him want your glasses on his and ass how would he know i'm doing shtick he does he doesn't <laughs> but even when i was um, interviewing with the american cocker spaniel rescue group is who i got, found him through i did not want to know the details of what he went through at the house that they rescued him from i don't want to know because then i have to think about it you know, every yeah. night and hold him and look at him and feel bad that he went through stuff. And, right. and so when, when other people ask me, Oh, yay, you got, you rescued him. Well, what was his past? I go, you know what? All I know is that he didn't have a very good one. And I, that's all I, I don't want to know the details. Of. Well, you know what? You don't ever have to apologize for feeling the, the way you do. We're all, we're all made differently. Um, I remember reading that somebody wanted to volunteer and help mother Teresa in India and they went and uh, and they got overwrought with yeah with the, and Mother Teresa, uh, whom you would regard as about the most saintly person of our generation, said, "Get out of here, take off. I yeah. don't I don't need your help. I can't." It, it, she admonished them not for having this 
big heart, but because it was not going to be helpful. You can't get things done. Yeah. That's why yeah. I, I think it very funny that I thought when I was a little girl I was going to grow up to be a veterinarian. I would yeah. be the suckiest veterinarian. I would be crying every single day as a veterinarian. <laughs> People coming in with their pets hurt. I would be like just sobbing constantly. So I couldn't handle it. Um, hey, before we wrap, I, I uh, don't know if you got this recent How issue. long is this podcast? Oh, we're, we've got a few minutes. We've Are we got, okay? Yeah, we got a, okay. just a couple minutes here. And this right. isn't long, but I just thought this was an interesting... Because my mind's going, gee, I hope we could end on a laugh. But we don't have to end on a laugh. No, we don't have to end on a I laugh. Think it, I think what you, you just displayed was really nice. So Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't want to feel like this anymore. So, um, and, and this isn't funny at all, but I thought it interesting. Time Magazine had a recent issue called the Answers uh, Edition. I don't know if you... I think they publish that. that every year. Yeah, um, it was yeah. really fascinating. And they had an article about um, um, how the world's deadliest creature. And when it comes to killing human beings... Can I guess what it yeah, is? Yeah, you can guess. But, he, but first of all, know that human beings kill more human beings than all the animal, the creatures oh, sure. combined. Sure. So and we're just... You know, every eight days, we're, doing, we're there's a mass shooting where people die. So yeah, exactly. So. It's it is like the lion story it in is. a way. But so, what do you uh, think the deadliest? What kills more people per year than anything else? Um, and and so this is not like an exotic animal, right? Can I at least get that hint? I mean, because no. I my first answer is going to be when the, the hippo. A Hi hippo? A hippopotamus, because. Hippos are pretty badass. I've heard I've heard that in all of Africa, everybody talks about lions and stuff like. But it's the hippos that yeah. are the most dangerous, we, um, which you wouldn't think. Okay, so but that would be far afield, right? Hippos are down are down the okay, list. They're how, not, let me ask you they're this: They're not is, the top. Is this an animal that we might confront? It's a living in this part of the world. Oh yeah, we would. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. I don't think you might not find them in. Um, Antarctica. Hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't find them on. You wouldn't find them at the north. North at the North Pole. Hmm. It's not good. sharks. Is it anything? You would uh, think sharks would be like munching people up left and right, right? And it's not like a domestic <laughs> dogs or. Uh, what's interesting is dogs with rabies uh, are still the biggest killers in Asia and Africa. Did you know that? No. Sixty-one thousand people die from dogs every single year. Hmm. Wow, this is well. Really that's that's uh, yeah. It, it, and Quince has been inoculated, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Just checking. Yeah. Just checking. He's up to uh, date. I'm with gonna. His I'm just gonna go wild and say something like bum, uh, like wasps or something. You're really close. It's mosquitoes are the oh, number one things that kill because they have beings. disease. That's yeah. right. Seven hundred and fifty-five thousand human deaths a year are attributed to mosquitoes. I thought that was just a shock and this year all this warm weather we've had and pools of water so it has hasn't aren't haven't the mosquitoes been horrid yeah it's been terrible yeah they have been um uh, that's why i i sting them right back <laughs> i mean i think you well, fight they, fire with fire yeah they're 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 sucking you they're not stinging you well that's right they're, they're sucking, sucking. Yeah, they're sucking me um and what's interesting is that scientists in Florida are going to be releasing um, millions of, mod uh, of genetically modified mosquito males in hopes of um, ke keeping their partners from having babies. Mosquitoes have been like the scourge of, like of the planet mm -hmm. uh, for, as far as humans are concerned. I mean, mm -hmm. building of the Panama Canal. You remember the stories of mm -hmm. uh, malaria and, and that sort of thing? My dad contracted a disease called dinghy fever when he was in the military and it really it really shortened his life what did ultimately. that come from a mosquito yeah that's oh. what he said yeah um snakes you would think would be snakes are up there but they're not the next one underneath mosquitoes only ninety four thousand people die from snakes every year yeah, that may be so but i don't Ooh. run screaming out of a room when i see a mosquito i know Isn't but if that i see weird? a snake i'm i'm out of there I know, that's so <laughs> true um Scorpions, eh, they're not doing a great job. Only about three thousand people well, die we gotta, every we, year. We need more scorpions. That's the problem. There's a scorpion shortage. But here's one that's. I I am so glad we don't have scorpions here. Well, we had them in my hometown of Bend. Uh, and I woke up in my bed one morning and I saw one oh, under my under my, my chin because I we my brother and I had a base a, a bedroom down in our basement. Oh and God! I, I'd never seen one before and I thought it was a tiny crab. Oh. 
I think, well, I don't know. We're not near an ocean. It's What's adorable. <laughs> but here's the one that surprised. So mosquitoes was up there, and then the the one that Actually, surprised a lobster. me. Yeah. Um, this one I'm going to tell you only lives in um, um, fresh water in tropical and subtropical climates. And this this thing kills two hundred thousand people a year. What do you think it is? A leech. No, but that's a good guess. Wait, leeches don't really kill you, do they? No, I don't know. They just suck all your blood out too. Yeah, they're like they're they're, they're hanging out with the mosquitoes. Doctors used to huh? use them. That's so right. That's right. They're uh, good for you. So leeches is close. Mm. Mm. No, leeches isn't even close. Oh, eels. No, well, you're kind of on the right track. Think of something that you would like to eat. Hmm. Hamburgers kill people? No, not freshwater hamburgers. Oh, oh, Come oh, on. Oh, oh. Uh, um, uh, shrimp? No. Nope. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, well, it's not sharks. So let's see. Something I would like to eat. Um, well, you might not tuna. like to eat them, but I like to eat them. Um, snails. Oh, really? Snails kill 200,000 people a year. Real slow. Because they can carry um, something called, and I'm sure I'm going to pronounce this right, called Cystosomososius, which is... <laughs> Maybe I should try that again. Cystosomiasis. Somiasis. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, what it what it is, it's, Heard a, of it. it's a deadly parasitic disease. Cool. So if you go swimming around and you get a snail in your shorts, I guess, <laughs> do they bite you? Do snails bite you or just lick you? <laughs> bite me? Personally? No. No. No snail bites. So I guess I could see a scene in a I movie where a guy has been, has been slimed yeah. by a bunch of snails and yeah. they say, Doctor, is my brother going to survive the snail attack? And he... And the doctor would say, no, your brother is Escargon. <laughs> I hate you. Slow dancing, swaying to the music. Slow dancing, just me and my girl. Slow dancing, swaying to the music. No one else in the whole wide world. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace. Or pursue your present course and face obliteration.